I've thought that I could just live off of caffeine and just think, okay, I'm just going to wake up at five still. I'm just going to start my day with caffeine or I'll drink caffeine while I'm at work, whatever it takes so I can keep getting my runs in. But I quickly found out the drive to get out of bed when you've only slept for three or to four hours that night quickly left. Hi, this is Stephen Holgate, and I am a big-ass runner from Reading, Pennsylvania, where the trails are happy and dutchy. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast, where we encourage and entertain trail runners from all over the world. Now, here is your host and my fellow Masters Clydesdale, Jeff Harrell. Well, thank you, Stephen. Outstanding introduction. Love some Stephen Holgate. Well, Stephen said, my name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 188. So glad that you have tuned in. Last episode, I teased a big ass announcement. We're going to make that big ass announcement right now. Steve Sasparilla Saunders, a little big ass announcement music or sounder. Well, the big ass announcement is after nearly four years and nearly 200 episodes, the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast is coming to an end. Yeah, we had a good run. It is hard for me to even say those words. I'm a little verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves. To even mention it, but after lots of thought and prayer, and counsel from good friends. I have made the decision to end the big ass runner. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. It has been part of my life for almost four years, as I mentioned, and I love it. And I love the people that I have met along the way. That's probably the best part, but I wanted to share why, because I think when you make an announcement like this and we've got some folks that have Maybe this is their first episode. Maybe it's their 188th episode. Wanted to share the why behind why we're ending the Big Ass Runner now. One is, and we talk a lot about this on the show, seasons of life. I think there are different seasons of life, much like there's different seasons in a year. And a lot has just been telling me that this is a new season of life for me. Part of it, I think, is what I went through with my brother-in-law's situation this fall, the injuries. I'm just not as into the trail running community as I feel I need to be to provide the kind of content and value that we want to provide here on the show. So the season of life has changed. I'm not sure exactly what the new season is. Still in a bit of a discovery mode about what that is. But I'm sure you all can resonate with the fact that there are different seasons. There's some things that start. There's some things that end. There's some things that continue. And for this new season of life that I'm about to enter, it just felt right. It felt like the right time 
to end the podcast. We've said all along, we never had a goal for how many episodes. We never had a goal for numbers or number of listeners or anything like that. We have been very blessed since day one to see the podcast grow, to see people resonate with it. I get lots of messages every week to see the Instagram, whether you're on social media or not, but see the Instagram grow and engage with folks that way through email, through text messages, direct met, whatever the case may be. We have certainly been blessed to see that community form. And we, again, we call it, as you guys know, the big ass runner herd that has been amazing, but we've always said we were not about the numbers and not about number of episodes or listeners. And when we feel like it's the right time to end the show, we will end the show. So that's number one, just a new and different season of life. Number two, there are a, back when we started the show in 2020, we wanted to start it because we just didn't find a podcast that we felt really addressed what we were looking for, which is it's great to hear from elite runners and get tips and tricks from them and talk about fart licks and all kinds of stuff. But we never really found one that hit the everyday runner. And that's why we started the Big S Runner Trail Running Podcast. We are here to entertain and encourage the everyday runner. Encouragement was another part of it. I would listen to some podcasts and almost become discouraged because I'm like, I can never be like that person. Certainly want to have some aspirational elements to podcasts I listen to, but I also like the relational part of it. Like I can relate to that. And we just didn't see one or find one that really hit all the buttons. And that was a little bit more on the uplifting and I hate to say cleaner side. I mean, I feel a little bit hypocritical because our name is Big Ass Runner. But if you've listened to the show, you know it's a clean, we try to make this as wholesome a show as possible. Wholesome is probably not the right word. Maybe just real, encouraging, but not, you know, there's never been an explicit, by the way, a quick story. We did an episode this fall with Steven where we talked about pumpkin spice and we bleeped out blank pumpkin spice. And we were saying flipping pumpkins. I even can't even say it. Flipping pumpkin spice. But we bleeped out the flipping just to kind of trick everybody. And some people actually thought we were saying the real F word. And we were not. But anyway, point is, although it was funny, but point is, we tried to create something that's encouraging, something that's entertaining for the everyday runner that's also just positive and uplifting. And I think we did that. But since then, since 2020, there are new podcasts in the space that also do that. And in fact, later in the show, we're going to talk to two of them because I wanted to have a place for you to go. I'm sure a lot of you have many podcasts you listen to, but if you don't, or if you're looking to replace this one, we're going to talk to two different podcasts on this show in segment, I guess, two and three, kind of, that do just that. So there are other podcasts that do, I feel like, what we do 
and I can point you to. And so it's great. And we'll talk to those, like I said, later in the show. So that's number two. There are other great podcasts to fill the space that are doing the things that we set out to do back in 2020. Number three is adding value to the community. That's always been our goal. And because I'm not running races like I was, and I'm not training like I was due to injuries and due to other family and personal obligations, I just didn't feel like I could add the kind of value to the community as someone that is in it, that's doing it, that are coaching folks and running races and directing races and the whole thing. And you're going to hear from, like I said, two podcasts here that are doing all that. And I just didn't feel like anymore that I was adding a ton of value to the community. So that's number three. And that's always been really close to my heart is I just, if we're adding value, putting good stuff out into the world, into the trail running community, that we would keep going. But the point in which we felt like we weren't doing that as well as we want to, then we would stop. And then number four, this is the fourth and final reason why we are ending the podcast. And I'll tell you, it's not, this isn't the last episode. I'm going to tease that. I've got a couple more coming. So if you're sad like I am, there are a couple more coming. I'll tell you about that here in a second. But you just get a feeling that, and I've read a book called Necessary Endings, and it's more about ending things with people. And But you, you just get a feeling like, I feel like the time is right. I feel like this has run its course and I still love doing it, but just have that feeling like it's run its course. 190 episodes, that's how many we'll have in total. I feel like that's my gift to the trail running community as well as the other big ass runner uh, members of the show that you're going to hear from tease a little bit next week, but it just feels like time. And so there you go. Seasons of life has changed. There are other great podcasts. Don't know that I'm adding as much value to the community as I'd like. And it just feels like the right time. Now, a couple of things. Good news is there are two more episodes coming. Very excited about this. Next week, you're going to hear from myself, Stephen Pritt, Marcy Baser, and Timmy Time, all together, all sitting around my living room on a big-ass couch, and just sharing our memories, sharing some of the background stories, sharing some laughs. And we invite you to join that podcast next week, that episode, because you are like family. We wish you, we, we could kind of picture the herd sitting there with us and having this conversation. I think you're going to love that episode. That's next week. That'll be episode 189. And then the last final episode in two weeks will be episode number 190. And I want to feature the herd. There's no better way to end this podcast than to feature 
the herd. So here's my request to you. If you feel up to this challenge, I would love for you to record just on your phone, on voice notes, if you have an iPhone or other similar apps, record a couple of minutes, however long you want to go. Any message, any any thoughts, any favorite memories from the podcast, any encouragement you might have gotten, any thing that was particularly meaningful to you, really anything at all. I would love to highlight the herd. So record something, email it to me, jeff at bigassrunner.com, jeff at bigassrunner.com. We're going to feature the herd on episode 190. We're going to go out strong and in style. It's going to be great. A few final things before we head into the rest of the episode where we're going to hear from a couple of awesome podcasts. And obviously it's people behind the podcast. They're some of my favorite people. A couple of things I wanted to say. One is a big thank you, of course. Thank you to anyone who spent some time listening to this show for the words of encouragement, especially when I went through some tough times like the foot surgery or the death of my brother-in-law. So many encouraging messages. There are too many people to thank individually. You know who you are out there. I I, I was going to start naming people, but I'm going to leave people out because there are so many. There are so many. Many of you have been listening or went back and started at one, episode one, and you've been with us all along. Some of you have just joined the show recently. Doesn't matter. Either way, thank you, thank you, thank you for spending some time. And I hope that you got some encouragement. I hope that you got some entertainment. And I hope that listening to the show was uplifting for you. So number one, thank you. Number two is the friendships that I have created that had we not done this show, I never would have had and have. And it's amazing to me that I can see people connecting with each other through Instagram or other ways. I've connected with a lot of you. I can go to, we'll talk about this a little bit next week as well. I feel I can go to any city and going to run with somebody that, that I know because of the show. And so the friendships that have been formed and created here on this platform, this show is incredible. Really is incredible. Three is encouragement. And we've done some shows on, we did an encouragement episode. That's been at the heart, I think of this show because man, life's tough. Training is difficult. Balancing life and all that that implies. We we live in a world where you look at Instagram and you get the best version of everyone pretty much. And that can be tough. That can be disappointing. And the encouragement that you have given me through the throughout the years that hopefully we have shared with you throughout the years has been so meaningful. So encouragement, encouragement, encouragement. The world needs more of it. And so thank you for those that have encouraged me and hopefully we've done the same back to you. Number four, we've had some incredible, incredible sponsors on this show. Our very first, we call them partners, was Path Projects. 
Love those folks, Scott and Flores. They're amazing. They were from pretty much day one supporting the show. We love their gear. We love them. We love what they stand for. So Path Projects. And then very quickly got introduced to Sarah Vandernoot at, Ver- at Vanderjacket. And she's amazing. What she does is incredible. Go to, I feel like I just need to tell, go to vanderjacket.com and check out her work because it's not just running jackets. It's art. Amy Tucker at Salty Britches, just such a great person and makes such a great product. Our friends at Exoskin, our friends at johnji.com, and of course, our great friends at Blaze Trails put on some of the best, absolute best races. But more than that, they're just great people. And they are in the trail running space and are such a positive force in the trail running space. So thank you guys so much for your support to Chris and Ann for being part of the show and we get the chance to to see them at a lot of races. So thank you for all the great sponsors that we've had partners. Like I said, that we we've had throughout the years. And then the last thing, the big thank you is to the herd without the big ass runner herd. There would be no big ass runner to start or finish. And it's just kind of amazing. It it happened organically. This I don't even remember how we dubbed it the herd. I think Steven might have done that. We might talk about that next week. But the fact that you resonate with the show, that you're willing to say, yeah, I'm a herd member. I'm I'm all in on this thing. That has meant the world. So huge, huge, huge thank you to the herd. Well, as I mentioned, the good news is there's two more episodes after this. We have the full crew on next week. And then please send me audio clips that we can highlight on episode 190. Well, last thing before we hop into chatting with some of our great friends at some podcasts we would love for you to listen to is... I love podcasting, so I'm not going to stop podcasting. I am launching a new one. Now, for any of you that's not in the area that I live in, McKinney, here McKinney, Texas, or the surrounding area, may not be as interesting to you. If you like just good stories, then maybe it would be. But I'm doing a launching a new podcast on March 4th called Discovering McKinney. And it's going to dive into the really cool and interesting stories of McKinney, mainly of people, people who have started businesses, people who have been part of the history, diving into secret things. For example, I find one of the best burgers in McKinney, and I also find out that the owner of this restaurant came to America from Mexico City at the age of 19, speaking zero English, found a job as a dishwasher, worked his way up. We tell his story. That's an example. I think that's going to be one of the first episodes. Tons of cool stories like that. There's history in McKinney that you wouldn't believe. Bonnie and Clyde came through here. Jesse James and his gang came through. We're going to talk about all of it. There's going to be stories every other Monday. So if you're interested in stories or if you live in this area, 
You're going to love it, I hope. That's the goal anyway. Launches March 4th. That's Discovering McKinney. And then secondly, I've pretty much decided that the ultra distances and beyond are probably a little detrimental to the foot issues and all that. So I'm going to stick with 25 Ks and then try to add back some strength. And I know how important that is as we get older. So jumping into CrossFit again, which I did for quite a while, I'm going to modify very heavily, but I just love the class, the group environment, the encouragement, surprise, surprise that that environment gives you. So not going away. If you want to listen to more of El Jefe, you can at Discovering McKinney podcast and a local CrossFit here in McKinney as well. Well, again, thank you so much for listening to the show. We're about to move into some really great conversations with some of our great friends who have podcasts. So hang on, because let's chat with a few of those amazing podcasters. Well, now joining us on the Big Ass Runner Hotline is Jeremy Reynolds and Jeff Winchester, known as the Ultra Running Guys. Fellas, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. We're stoked. Definitely looking forward to it. Thanks, man. Yeah, we were talking before we hit record. We've never met in person, but I feel like I know you guys. There's just something, there's some kind of a kindred spirit thing going on. I've been obviously admiring what you guys have been doing for the last, you know, I think we almost started about the same time in 2020. So I'm super excited to have you guys on. Yeah, I've actually been catching up on some of your episodes. We we knew we were going to be talking. And I will say, we were talking about that before as well, your messaging, your relationship with your audience, really community, friendship, family. um, The the herd. The the herd, herd. right. I I think really mirrors exactly what we do with the ultra running guys and kind of community first. And so absolutely, I think we're aligned. Yes. And, and when I, you know, I just made the big announcement that the show is ending. And when I was thinking about that, you know, because I am so loyal to the herd, I thought I want them to go somewhere. I want them to go to a safe place that they're going to get hopefully, you know, probably better value than what they're even getting from us. And so you guys were one of the first podcasts I thought of as well as a trail to 100, which are the, the Jacob and Melody Bateman. So Excited to talk to you. Excited to introduce you guys to the herd. And so that's where kind of where I'd like to start. And I'm gonna start with Jeff because he's got the cooler name. Jeff, I'd love for you. Ooh, <laughs> this is not a problem. <laughs> yes. Tell us a little bit about you and kind of your your running background and and just what, anything you'd like to share with the herd. Oh man, alive! I hate going first. I've been running since I was 39. I got into it because I was in poor health. And I had um, basically all the bad numbers that you could possibly have, cholesterol, blood pressure, diabetes, I pre-diabetic at the time. And so I, I had not run, was not doing any kind of, of sports. And I had a friend of mine at the time introduce me to running. He said, you should go out and just try to run. And I was like, 
okay, I'll give it a whirl. And I could barely run like even a, a tenth of a mile at a time without my heart feeling like it was going to explode. And so he kind of helped me scale that back and, and fall in love with this idea I call jogging, which is jogging and walking, which is kind of how I end up doing a lot of my ultras at the very end of them, <laughs> <laughs> because it requires you doing a bit of a death march or jogging. But yeah, it was a way for me to actually cover some distance and um, to get my heart rate up a little bit, but not so high that I thought it was going to explode. So I did that for a few years, started running some 5Ks, 10Ks. And eventually started wanting to train for a marathon. I think I ran my first marathon in 2015. 15. 15. I had a, a goal of, of trying to do four hours because that's like the marker goal apparently for a marathon. I failed. I hit the wall and cried like a child <laughs> and took about 410, 415, but got really, really mad after that. And so I ended up signing, for, signing up for a 50K about a month later and did my first 50K in January of 2016. And that experience... And the community that I met through ultra running in that community really changed everything um, at that point. Um, we had kind of been doing some other things and you'll probably talk about that. But before then, but when I experienced my first ultra and just the people that I was around and how difficult it was, it was bigger than anything I'd ever been a part of. And I, I loved it. And from that point forward, I've just fallen in love with the sport, fallen in love with the people. We do a podcast, obviously, around the topic because of it. And I can't get enough. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners, we talk about that a lot on the show. That's how a lot of us found it. Like we, we needed to change something. We probably thought of running as punishment from the high school days of running either laps or suicides after basketball practice, but then, Hey, slow down and, and enjoy the trails and fall in love with them. And I think that's been a lot of our experiences. Definitely. What about you, Jeremy? Tell us a little bit about you. So mine's a little bit different, but we obviously came together. So I was always kind of more of a gym rat. I've got a military background. And so I was the guy that felt in shape, never did cardio, would do my mile and a half with the Air Force after eating a Snickers and a Red Bull and puke my guts out type of thing. But I felt in shape, but I ended up taking a corporate job. And after, you know, time sitting was my kind of my aha moment was in a car, and realized for the first time in my life, my stomach was hanging over the seatbelt. And I was like, okay, this is new for me. So, you know, what do I want to do? Decided to get in shape. And there is going to be a body transformation challenge starting. And at the time, Jeff and I were in a small, a morning men's small group. And I just happened to ask, hey, I'm going to do this body <laughs> transformation challenge. Does anybody want to do it with me? And there was one hand that went up. Uh -oh. I think <laughs> and, I knew who it was. And, and that was really the kickoff of our friendship. I mean, yeah. I think prior to that, you know, we were acquaintances, we'd been in the group. And so then that just gave us a reason to hang out, became great friends. And for me, it was actually Spartan races. We ended up terrified at the time. This was <laughs> 2014 when Spartan racing wasn't, wasn't, you know, wasn't what it is now. It was still terrifying. And, uh, we decided to do that and I recognized because of the, my gym background, the obstacles came really easy, but I recognized that to be good at those things, I was going to have to learn to run. And that was about the time Jeff started training for a marathon. So he said, I'm going to run a marathon. I said, I don't really have any interest, but I will do your training with you or no, actually we didn't do it actually, together. We, we did kind of, we, we followed the same plan. We right. just didn't run together. You're too fast. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that very well. But kind of fast forward a little bit, I actually ended up getting entry into a marathon the following. So 2016, 
it was in March of 2016. I had actually signed up for a 50K, the 50K that, that he was doing. And because I won entry into the marathon and some coaching that came with it, the coach said, I'm not going to let you run a 50K before you run your first marathon. I ran the marathon. It went well overall, but it was just, uh, you know, it was terrible the whole time. I swore off running. And to this day, I've ended up racing one more marathon after that, but I much prefer the format the enjoyment, the trails, the community in ultras. And so 2016, that same year, we ended up doing the JFK 50. That was my first ultra experience was wrecked, but also just in love, you know, with the idea of doing more. So that's kind of how I got into the sport. Very cool. Yeah. It feels very similar to, you know, Steven and I started this podcast very similarly. He's faster than me. The Jeffs are a little slower. That's okay. It's real. We get it. We get it done. And we decided because of all the stories that we would tell and just experiences that we would have on the trail and different races, it's like, hey, we've got all these stories. We tell them to each other. Let's tell them, let's tell them to the world. Let's start a podcast. You guys are now, let's see, it's fall of 2020 as well. Why, why did you guys decide to start Ultra Running Guys? Well, it was not my idea. <laughs> not even close. I don't really, I'm an I'm a introvert by trade. Well, so so to back up a little bit, we, in 2019, started just kicking around the idea of a blog. We had kind of been immersed in the, you know, the ultra scene, ran Umstead that year. Uh, actually, we ran Umstead 100 in 2018 and then went back in 2019 and we documented. So for everybody listening, you can go check out our page or just Google Jeff Winchester, Umstead 100. And we documented his run in 2019. And so we started talking about, hey, there's this great community you know, what about doing a blog or just a, a way to plug in? And so that was 2019. We'd kind of actually even already started a website, but 2020 happens. Of course, all the races shut down and different things. And we had some time and much of your audience may know the one and only Steve Epifano or SoCal runner on Instagram. Um, if not, go check him out. But at the time, this is 2020, earlier that year, his college roommate and good friend had been killed um, while riding his bike by a distracted driver. And so Steve was going to run his first 100K in honor of his friend and to try to raise money and just came across it. And uh, I was really inspired by it and just said, hey, Jeff, what if, what if we do, and it really wasn't even a podcast at the time, but what if we do this little series of, you know, five to seven minute episodes with Steve leading up? just as an experiment that we were going to put on YouTube. <clears throat> and that's how we, we called yeah. it a podcast, but it wasn't on, you know, the only place you could find it was YouTube for those first handful of episodes. First episode was seven minutes. Second one was 20. Third one was an hour. And we went and like, God, we like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the kickoff of our experience. And after that, we realized, Hey, this is really a lot of fun and it's a format. Well, and we, when we realized that there were a couple of people who downloaded it, Right. We're like, oh, wait, We're like, who are these eight other people? Than, other know? than our family, like my mom, and they're, they're not the only ones listening, and Steve's family. And wait, there's more people listening? Right. That was insane. Like, oh, let's see if, what we can do with that. And just kind of snowballed from there. I mean, as you know, really, once you get a chance, I think the, I think the unique thing about podcasting is personality is able to come through even more so than, you know, the bits and pieces you get on social or different things or trying to do a blog. And so I think it was just an opportunity for us to connect with the listeners in a different way. And they seem to respond by reaching out, you know, seeing us at races, different things. And I think that's really what pulled us in is once the community started to grow, it's like, okay, this is super cool. And the guests are awesome. 
you know, so we have a great time. Yeah. The, the, the community has always been my, my favorite part of it. Not, and not just, Hey, you see people that, you know, but you, you're getting, seeing the community connect with each other as well through Instagram or other ways. It's like, it's just so cool. So I'm, I'm curious, you, you probably launched the show and I don't know if it's evolved into something different than what you originally intended, but talk to us a little bit about your show Maybe what the you know, kind of the, the why was when you launched it. Is that the same why as it is to net today? Just tell us a little about the show. I'm going to let you take part of that answer. I would say that we have been intentional about ourselves first. When we when he referenced about 2019, we weren't even sure if we we're doing a podcast. We were talking about doing some other things about drawing people like to this community. We recognized that this was something we wanted to get involved in, whether or not it's podcasting or what, but something in the ultra running community wanted to do. And we didn't know what it would look like. Um, but it was important to us to understand like what is important to him and I when it comes to our values and how we're going to approach anything that we do. So if we're going to start doing something collectively together and put some sort of message out there, we don't want to do anything that jeopardizes who we are as people. Um, we want to maintain our authenticity because that's important to us. We don't want to do anything that changes um, our personal values and how we see ourselves and see our lives and see our wives. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's very important that we maintain this this element about being true to ourselves. And so when it comes to how we present ourselves on a podcast, it's who we are. Like we don't try to say something that makes us sound better than we are. I mean, we do a lot of editing. Jeremy does a lot of editing <laughs> to clean up some of the things that I'll say or that maybe he'll even say on occasion. But that's important for us just to stay very true to ourselves. And, and that's a key for us. Culture is important to us, like the community itself, because it's how we both fell in love with it and being able to share people's stories. Um, is another aspect of the values that we have when it comes to just core beliefs about how we operate, um, regardless of the show itself. Now, when we launched the show, and Jeremy, you may want to pick up here, we didn't have a mission per se, but we began to evolve and say, what do we want to be about from a show perspective? Yeah. And so if anybody's ever listened, I mean, really, we start and say, hey, the reason that we're here is to help help you take your next step in your ultra running journey, much like your show, right? A lot of our audience is newer to ultra running, thinking about ultra running. They're kind of, you know, checking it out. Some people are thinking, oh my gosh, can I do a 50K? Obviously, we have people all the way up to 200s and and, and more. They're just doing incredible things, but that's it, right? Hey, wherever you are, we want to help you take your next step. And really the two areas that we have focused on and as we prepare, um, and we, we do try to prepare. And the reason is- We do is, you know, the lenses that we're always looking through is one, how do we honor our guests? So it's very important to us that when a guest comes on, they feel honored. We're able to tell their story, hopefully in a way that makes them feel honored. But then two, how do we also honor our audience? And so that hopefully, rather than just be entertained, they're able to take something away, whether that's a mindset tidbit, um, some tactical piece of advice, training advice, something like that, right? And so we're always looking through those two lenses. How do I make sure the guest feels honored and, you know, what it is. And early on, you know, we would actually have a person in mind and we'd say, what is, and I won't use any names, right? But what is this person going to get out of this episode? And that's kind of how we would, we would build it. Cause that's very important to us from a value perspective. Yeah. I'm only laughing because we will spend, you know, a couple of weeks sometimes on some of our guests in prep mode and we will have a a script. And when I say a script, it's kind of like blocks of areas that we think we're going to go into. Sure. Um, And, it, we'll get to a point in prep and we'll say, what's the point? Like, who cares? If anybody is listening and they're a former guest are thinking, oh God, they thought that about me. Like, <laughs> yeah, like every single one of them, we think about that because if we can't figure out what's the point of talking to them, yep. then then that's on us. It's on us, right. On that, us. That's we haven't question. done the right work 
to say, how are we going to, to learn more about them? Because we believe everybody has a story, and that, which means every guest has a story, and that they will all bring value to it. We have failed if we are not able to unearth that in our research or in the questions we've already prepped and prepared for. Like That is on us to get that. And so if we don't have that, it's, it's not a guest problem. It's a host problem. And so that's one of the things we focus on a lot in prep mode. Well, you guys do a great job of that. And I want to end this here in a little bit talking about each of your individual whys, because we talk a lot about on the show why we run and why we're doing this. But before we get to this, you know, one of the reasons I I shared on segment one, why I feel like it's just time for this, for the big ass runner to end is I'm just not in the community as much as I was early on. I've just through life experiences, through stages of life. um, I can't run as much. I'm not coaching as much. You guys are in this community. You not only have a podcast, you're, you're runners as well, but you're also, I believe, I believe, Jeff, you started a coaching business, I think. I did. And I know you direct a couple of races too. So you guys are in this. So talk to us a little bit about your involvement beyond even the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're tired. No, it's good. We love it. Every one of these things that we do is really to, to, to go around our mission of helping runners take their next step in ultra running. And so, we do host races. We have two races that we host. Um, one's called the Hydra. It's in April. Um, it's a 50K. It's got a half marathon option. It's got a 50K relay of, of runners up to five team members. And then we have another race called the Final Countdown in the fall, which is a basically a progression run on steroids. It's a 1.3-mile loop where runners have 20 minutes for the first loop, and then it drops 20, second, 20 seconds every loop. So at some point, everybody gets really, really fast, and we have had runners experience their first 10K in that race but they'll stick around and they'll see somebody hit a 50K or a 40 mile run at like a six and a half minute mile at the last part to finish the race. And so both of those events that we host are intended to give non-ultra runners visibility or awareness of what it looks like. And so mm-hmm. we have the options that are not ultra events in those races so they can see them and they can think, huh, maybe I can do that. If that person can do that, I think I can do that. And kind of gives that, that belief in them a little bit if they have never thought about it as well. Anything else? No, I mean, I think that's that's it, right? It's just a pillar of helping you take your next step. That's where the races yeah. come in. That's how the podcast, podcast has kind of been the central pillar. Mm-hmm. And then now you started the coaching, which the really cool thing, and I, I won't, I'll let you jump into it, but the really cool thing was seeing the response from the community when you started that, at least from my perspective. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> no, but I, and I say that just in all joking. It's incredible. Um, but because I, I never set out to be a coach um, for the idea of working with runners. I set out to do it because I'm like, I didn't want to be that fake person. I didn't want to just talk to um, all these great guests and all these people are going through stuff. I wanted to, to get more information about how they can actually learn and get better as ultra runners, right? And so for me, getting a better knowledge base and skill set and understanding a lot of the different things behind the scenes was helpful for me just to be able to process those conversations that we have with our guests as well. So like they talk about some of the things they're doing, the types of training that they're doing, or if they're talking about some of the challenges they've had with dehydration or nausea or stomach issues or whatever, blisters and stuff, I've gotten some knowledge base that I'm like, oh yeah, have you thought about this? Not in a teaching way, but as in a conversational way that I can be a part of it in a different way. Yeah. Well, you've gotten it from the show, I'm sure, but you've also gotten it from directing these races. You, I'm sure you've seen good, the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to race directing and can share some of that learnings with your athletes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Well, let's finish with this because one of the probably my favorite segment we ever do on this show is called Why I Run. And this is individual. This isn't really about the show. I would love to hear your individual why. Why do you guys tie the shoes up, 
toe the start line and, and do these trail races. Let's start with you, Jeremy, so that Jeff doesn't have to go first this time. So my why has definitely evolved. I think when it came to running, so I mean, personal development has always been something that's important to me. So it's okay. How am I going to continue trying to be a better version of myself? When it came to running though, it was probably like a lot of people heard about people running a hundred miles, thought it was impossible. And then once I realized it wasn't impossible, it was the challenge of, okay, I, I should be able to do that too. So that was the initial draw, right? Okay. How do I get good enough at this so that I can do it? Then I think it really turned into being a role model for my kids. And at the time, specifically, my daughter would come out and, and do a lot of the races. She was, you know, now she's 16. She's got other other things going on. Um, <laughs> but especially when she was younger and, and my son as well to just kind of uh, set that example. So I think that really drove me through a couple of races of digging deep and, and some things of, OK, I want them to see what it looks like to get through hard things. I will say it's it's. You know, I think it's moved on from that. And now I really think the community, so we're both signed up, but doing the Cruel Jewel 50 <laughs> in May, I'm terrified because it'll be a first kind of elevation mountain type race that I've done. Also, I think it helps remove the pressure a little bit because I, I don't, it's almost like doing my 100, right? I just want to survive. There's no expectations. Right. And so I think from a why perspective, now it's really more about, okay, what experiences do I want to have? How do I want to share that with the community? Now, whether that'll be enough to get me through the dark time at the Cruel Jewel, you know, I don't, maybe that's not, a, maybe I need to continue to develop that why, but that's what has me excited anyway. So. Love it. Love it. What about you, Jeff? I'm terrified too. <laughs> he's he's also terrified. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be bad. It's going to be rough. Mine probably traces back to like, even when I started, I said I, I began running when I was 39 and I was in poor health internally. Like I've, I've always been what's called skinny fat, if you will, but I've, I have an internal engine that was never really good. And so for me, just, I don't think, and I still question whether or not I can do it. And so for me, that the why is always about whether or not I can accomplish something. And I never believe enough in myself. Now it's crazy because in all aspects of my life, I'm very driven, very successful and all this stuff. But when it comes to actually putting myself on the line in a race or something like that, or any athletic type thing, I'm like, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> it's just not going to play itself out. And so I question myself so much that it's part about proving it to myself that I can do it. Now I've done a few hundreds and eat, every time I tow that line, I think this is going to be a train wreck. And am I really going to be able to pull this off? And my why is, is actually proving to myself that I can, you know, I, and my why is the idea that I always thought I couldn't, but I know I can. Mm -hmm. And so I want to kind of continue to stay that. So it fuels me. It also eats in my brain. And so it's, it's this why that can be a, a positive, but also a negative for me. And it's, it's a battle that I have at various times in the race that I question myself, but it's, it's the why that, that drives me and frightens me. Yeah. So powerful. Well, Jeff, Jeremy, I just want to say to you guys, thank you so much for what you do for the community. I mean, I, as someone who's done a podcast for the last four, almost four years, I know the amount of time and we, you know, we were talking before we hit record, we love it or we wouldn't do it. We love the community and we want to give back. So I just want to say thank you for what you guys do through the ultra running guys, through your coaching that you started, Jeff, through your race directing you both. I, I just am so grateful to you both for what you do to the community. And I, like I said, I could not think of a better place to encourage our listeners to, to head. I know you guys will take good care of the, the herd. And so I just want to say thank you. Well, and I want to turn that back and echo right. it to you. Thank you for everything that, that you've done. Like we said, you know, one of the things that really hit me was listening to your episode that you did about your brother-in-law and, and even your, your new year's. And one of the things you said was, Hey, we're, 
I, th- I forget how you put it, 360 people, right? We're 360 degree people and running is a part of us. And I thought, okay, Jeff gets it. It's the same message. Um, you're about personal development. This is clearly a community to you and you've served them very well. So thank you. Uh, you know, you're kind of leaving a legacy and we're honored that, that you thought of us to help pick some of that up. So thank you. Well, of course. And I appreciate the kind words and I hope someday that I will show up at one of your races or something and we get to actually meet face to face. But yeah, until then, man, thanks guys so much. And thanks for hopping on the show. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thank you. Talk soon. Yes, please check out the Ultra Running Guys. As you can see, or you guys heard, they are awesome, awesome people and love their podcast. So check out the Ultra Running Guys and also check out our friend Melody, Coach Melody and her husband, Jacob. They have an awesome podcast called Trail to 100. Let's chat with them. Well, now joining us on the Big Ass Runner Hotline, we have Melody and Jacob Bateman, better known as, or known as, also known as, the Trail to 100 podcast. Guys, thanks so much for hopping on. Hey, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. We are pumped to be here. Well, and and my listeners know Melody a little bit because we've had her on the Coaching Corral from time to time. But Jacob, I want to start with you because a lot of my listeners, you know, aren't as familiar with you. So if you wouldn't mind, just share a little bit about you, maybe where you you grew up and your running journey and just a little bit of those details. Yeah, well, currently we live out in Utah, uh, northern part of Utah. It's called Ogden. Lots of trail running around here, but I didn't grow up out here. I actually grew up in Oklahoma, so just north of you. Uh, I did Jeff. not know that. Yeah, I uh, I've driven through McKinney, Texas. So, okay. Yeah, on our way down to Fort Worth, we'd go down there. We go to some football games down there and and things. So yeah, I grew up in Oklahoma and then came out to Utah for school, and that's where I met my beautiful wife Melody. He married a Utah girl, and now he's stuck in Utah. Yeah, he's so. stuck. <laughs> Can't leave now. exactly exactly so we've been i've been out here ever since you know i started school i'm actually a full-time x-ray tech and we run our podcasts on the side but love trail running and uh, i've run three 100 mile races now struggled and wanted to quit every single one of them and almost every time I'm out on an ultra, I'm asking myself, why am I doing this? But yeah, <laughs> I keep coming back to it. And so we have uh, one uh, little boy, though, now just new in our life. He's three months old. And uh, so we've been adjusting to parent life and trying to figure out how to parent and run at the same time yeah, and how to live. work and yeah, <laughs> how to survive. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I, I'm so excited for you guys. We talked a little bit before we hit record about parenthood and so excited for you guys. Cause, you know, for me, and I think Melody, you, you talked about going from black and white to color when you have a baby. It's, it just adds a new dimension that you didn't know was even possible. So I'm, I'm curious, Jacob, as you've experienced being a dad for the first time, how has that impacted you and your running and how have you had to kind of figure out how to manage all of that? My goodness. It, <laughs> We're still figuring it out. <laughs> still figuring out. I am slowly, 
I'm starting to get back on the train. <laughs> it's uh, I made the mistake of signing up for an ultra. What was it? Just over a month after our kid was due, about six weeks after our kid was due. So I was in the middle of peak training when our little boy came. <laughs> and let's just say peak training was very <laughs> inconsistent. And then ever since it's been it's been an adjustment. I've thought that I could just live off of caffeine and just think, okay, I'm just going to wake up at five still. I'm just going to start my day with caffeine or I'll drink caffeine while I'm at work, whatever it takes so I can keep getting my runs in. But I quickly found out the drive to get out of bed when you've only slept for three or to four hours that night quickly left. <laughs> and so it's been it's been an adjustment. Melody and I have tried to figure out schedules with shifts with the kid and melody's been awesome though in in helping out uh in taking the kid a little longer on the nights where i have to go to work so that way what we've worked out is i get my run in in the morning and then melody when i get home from work i take our little boy and melody can get her workout in so that's been working more so but it's been i'm, I'm not gonna lie it's been a huge struggle we still don't, haven't figured it out we're always kind of adjusting things and oh yeah. maybe let's try this or maybe yeah. let's try this so but it's my respect for parents who run has gone through the roof um, oh yeah especially for parents who are like first time like they, they don't have any foundation underneath them and they want to go run and and sign up for a race and go for it with with kids oh my goodness yeah you <laughs> so guys are awesome we have a lot of <laughs> needless to say we have a lot of parents lined up on our podcast as guests because we need <laughs> we need as much advice as we can get yeah, i'm curious because you know as trail runners and ultra runners we're we're pretty adept at tweaking our approach when things go well or don't go well or our stomach goes south or we tweak this thing. So we're, we're kind of already of that mindset. Like there's no perfect race. There's always going to be surprises. Do you feel like that prepared you a little bit for, for parenthood being trail runners? You know, I, I think it did in, in some ways, and I'm going to say a little bit, I don't think anything prepares you for parenthood. But I feel like we have been able to kind of use that mindset of uh, problem solving and, you know, enduring to the end and, you know, making it to the next aid station. I feel like we've been able to kind of take those analogies and apply them to being parents. And and I think that's been helpful. It's like, you yeah. just make, make it to the next nap, right? That's, that's exactly. the goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next aid station, next nap. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And Melody, and people know you a little bit, but just remind everyone a little bit about you. I know you're in Utah. I know you also coach. Tell us a little bit about Melody. Yeah. So I've always been Utah, grew up in Tooele. Like Jacob mentioned, we're here in Ogden now, and I am now a stay-at-home mom and also a uh, running coach. And that is tied with our podcast. So it's 12 to 100 running and uh, we have a roster of athletes and um, it's lots of fun. So do that on the side. So so I'm working on training plans and talking to my athletes while baby's napping and <laughs> trying to trying to get our runs in and been doing lots of treadmill runs this winter. But yeah, I think Jacob, Jacob kind of covered the rest of it, but that's just a little bit about me. So yeah. And remind me how you guys decided, and, and I'm trying to remember when you guys launched, forgive me for not knowing exactly, but why did you say, hey, we want to venture into 
podcasting and we want to specifically do something around running a hundred miles. Well, when I went to school out here in Utah, um, I actually started in communications was my degree. I later switched it, but I, I gained a lot of broadcasting uh, experience. It was a little junior college. And so I'd go out. I love sports. I love basketball, especially. And it was such a small college. One day in my radio class, they just said, hey, we need somebody to call our basketball games. And I just raised my hand. I'm like, I'm interested. And uh, the next thing I know, the next night, I'm calling a basketball game for for our little junior college. So that got me a little bit into the, the broadcasting world. I didn't stay in there, though, but it was a lot of fun while it lasted. And when we started running and specifically started training for our 100, we started looking around for podcasts that talked about how to train for 100 miles. It was so foreign to us. We really hadn't been running that long. We don't come from a families of athletes. No. We're kind of the first ones in our family we, to get into this world. We didn't even really know ultra runners. Yeah, we didn't really have friends <laughs> we, who did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We were very just in the dark. And I uh, found, uh, you know, some bigger podcasts and they had a lot of elite guests on. And I actually found myself getting discouraged listening to them as they talked about how they trained, you know, you know, 80 to 100 mile weeks and years and years and years of training. And, and we were like, okay, well, how do we just finish 100 miles? Because all this advice was like, this is how you podium 100 mile race. And we're like, we just want to finish before the cutoff even if we're you know crawling across the finish line with two seconds left (laughs) exactly and so you know i at that time it was just 2020 it just rolled in and i just said the melody i was like what if we just buy a couple mics and start documenting our experience of running 100 miles and for uh, people like us who just want to finish exactly and just we're going to be learning along the way. And so let's just document what we're learning along the way, how it goes for us as we go for that first time 100 mile finish. And so we bought a couple mics set up in our little bedroom and uh, in our little basement apartment. Yep. When we were first married. <laughs> yeah. And started putting it out there, putting some episodes out. And and since then, so the, the first year we did it was just documenting our own journey. And after that, uh, we decided to continue the podcast and make it for people who want to finish their first 100-mile race. So now we have guests on, we have coaches on. and We have a lot of people who just finished their first 100 or ran their first ultra. We bring them on to... Hear, hear how their they stories and what they did. Yeah. And so it's just all about uh, the average Joe who wants to run his first 100-mile race. And that's why when I was thinking about, okay, I'm in a big-ass runner, where can I have people kind of point to to, to, to experience some similar kind of content, similar kind of vibe? I thought of you guys because you, you guys are really about the everyday runner that are out there balancing babies and life and jobs and training and and all that. So I just, I just love, you know, love your podcast. Tell us a little bit more like when it drops, what you mentioned, what you kind of expect from each episode, but say a little bit more about the actual show itself. Yeah. So 
We took a little break when we had baby, but we've been preparing lots of episodes. We've already recorded uh, quite a bit. We also have a lot of fun things happening this year, um, some some different swag and some different products and courses and some different things we're doing with coaching. But starting in February, our episodes are going to drop every Tuesday at midnight. And a little bit. Our style, how we do it is is our first episode every month. We just have an episode of just Melody and I where we kind of just give an update on our training as well as maybe go into what we're learning and maybe dig a little deeper into that topic. Just to kind of go to the OG episodes yeah. when it was just me and Jacob. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a little more laid back with those episodes, just Melody and I bantering back and forth, disagreeing on running topics, whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. And then the other three weeks of the month or what it might be four weeks, we bring on guests. And like I said earlier, a lot of first time 100 mile finishers or just people who are more new to the sport or just backup packers will bring them on to hear about their experiences and how they were able to accomplish their running goals. And then we do like to throw in at least once a month with that uh, a coach or an expert. And and that segment is called... Poor P O U R or the pillars of ultra running, yeah. And then we have a coach come on, like we had a Zach Bitters on a, a few weeks ago, or before we um, stopped the podcast in October, and and we have them come on and, and teach us. Yep, love it. Yeah, so I think I think you know for my listener, the big ass runners. I, I don't call it a variety show, but we do a lot of different things. I love the fact that you guys are doing a few different things on your podcast as well, but really kind of focused on those everyday runners who are trying to achieve big goals. So super excited to, to have my listeners hopefully venture on over to trail to 100 and experience some really, really great content. And I love the fact too, that you guys have not only done 100 milers, Melody, you're coaching, you're bringing on coaches. So you're bringing expertise as well and really valuable content. So thank you guys for, for what you're doing with the show. Thank you so much. We feel honored that you like our show. Yeah. <laughs> well, because <laughs> we love your show. <laughs> Honestly, El Jefe, you put out a great product. We have loved the Big S Runner podcast. As you can see, I got my Big S Runner your shirt, shirt on. I love Jacob it. Jacob does wear like every three days. It's <laughs> one of my top three shirts. And I love the looks I get when I walk out in public with it as well. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, we, we're honored. And if any listeners want to venture over our way, we'd be honored to to have you. And please reach out to us over Instagram. We love to get to know our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what's your Instagram handle so that they can find you? Our Instagram is at trail to 100. Awesome. And then we also invite people if they want to communicate through email. Our email is trail to 100 at gmail.com. Fantastic. Well, I want to end this and, and I'll, I'll say something at the very end, but I want to end this with you know, one of my favorite segments that I do on the show is why I run. And I think the why for us can be different depending on a season of life we're in or even, you know, how we're feeling that day. But I'd love for each of you to really kind of share your your personal why, why, why you run. We'll start with you, Jacob. So why I run, it's been uh, obviously with being a parent now, I've been thinking a lot about it, especially with, you know, spending more time running and away from the family. But honestly, uh, I've just noticed I'm a morning runner. I like to get out in the morning and when I get out and run and have like some running goal I'm working towards, I just notice I feel more inner peace inside of me uh, and it affects, positively affects 
most of the time positively affects <laughs> every other aspect of my life. So I, I honestly just love running because it sets the day, it sets the tone. Um, it gets me up out of bed. It gets me doing something productive. It gets me clearing my mind as I'm out there running on the trails. And it helps me find more inner peace within myself, more inner peace with God. Just just finding, setting the tone. And I find that my day goes better when I run. Love it. What about you, Melody? Yeah. So, you know, of course, there's the little things. Like, I, I love being in the mountains. I... I like the confidence that comes from running and feeling healthy and feeling fit. And I think the biggest thing now, uh, now that we have a kid, is I I run to take care of myself and I, I run to be a better wife and to be a better mother. And I learned from some personal experiences that the best thing that you can do for your children and for your family is to take care of yourself. Uh, so my, my motivation is to... Yeah, I want to see, well, I want my kid to see me taking care of myself and, um, you know, putting, putting my health first and, um, cause I, I want him to, to grow up doing the same thing. You know, the, the whole analogy of, you know, put your oxygen mask on before you put, you know, someone else's oxygen mask on. I, I think that's so important and so true. I think if you take care of yourself, you can better take care of others. So, so that's, that's my big why now is just, so I can take care of myself so I can take care of my family. That's awesome. Love it. Well, I want to say to you, Melody, thank you. Cause you've been on this show before sharing your knowledge as a, as a coach. And so I want to say thank you. And I want to say thank you to both of you as well for creating trail to 100. And cause I, you know, I think the trail running community is so special and I think that's what a lot of us just love about being in this space. And so thank you for just the positive contribution through the podcast, through the coaching, through just a great example of a healthy marriage. So thank you guys both and, and now parents. So thank you so much for, for what you've done for the trail running community and for me personally as well. So I just want to say a big thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for your podcast. Thank you for your friendship. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed our coaching corral episodes that that was always super fun. So super glad that we've connected and we've loved your podcast. We're sad to see it go. So. <laughs> well, appreciate that. Everyone listening, big ass runner herd, go to trail to 100, check it out, connect with them on Instagram. They're awesome. Uh, just love it. So Melody, Jacob, thank you guys so much again. Congrats on the baby. If, if you need any, I'm a grandpa now. So if you need any advice, just let me know. We'll let you know. <laughs> we need lots of advice. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a loaded question. I know. I know. I hope you mind if we call you at like 3 a.m. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. I won't answer, but you can call. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, thank Jeff. You, Jeff. Well, we love the Batemans. They are awesome. Their podcast is great. Great runners. Melody's awesome coach. They're going to be awesome parents, our awesome parents. So, so excited that they joined the show. And yeah, if you're looking for a great podcast to fill in where the big ass runner was on your schedule, check out the Ultra Running Guys and Trail to 100. Well, that is the end of this interesting episode number 188 of the big ass runner as i mentioned please tune in next week we have a very special show you're gonna love it 
And then in two weeks, we would love to hear from the Big Ass Runner Herd. So if you can send me a quick message, do a voice note, email it to Jeff at Big Ass Runner. That would be awesome. Well, big thanks to the ultra running guys, to the Trail to 100 team. Oh man, it's been a tough it's been a tough one for me, but bittersweet for sure. A big thanks, of course, to our audio engineer, Steve Sasparilla Saunders. But with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. Jeff blows it. Just start it back over. uh, One one of the Jeffs probably will blow it. It's probably this one. Well done.